I need you to put me near that main elevator, okay? Near the main entrance, however the case may be. That's where I prefer that you put me at, not too far off from everything. I don't need no solo dolo room. The only room on one big-ass hallway, yeah, I don't need all that fancy stuff. I need to be near civilization, shall I say. Even though I'm in civilization, I need to be near other people. Hold on. Okay, so like I was saying, yeah, put don't put me so far away from other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't my room be right next door to somebody else? And the majority of the time it is. But I have an issue with that, and I pay attention to that. When you want to put me off from so far off from um, from other rooms, especially when you know that um, the rooms, uh, if you go to that type of hotel, um, where the rooms are conjoined, you know what I'm saying? You can go in through your neighbor's, uh, your, the next person's door, your neighbor's door or whatever. You can get from their room to your room just by crossing through the doors. You know what I'm saying? So yes, they won't pay attention to all of that. If you can put something behind that door, put something behind that got doggone door. Okay. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever, but the the thing about it is, it's like it's been an issue for a long time, and I'm glad that you know stuff like that has been brought to the light. But is it me, or it, let me tell you something? I feel like a lot of it went wrong, and this is gonna seem so harsh and so insensitive, but it's it's the truth. It's everybody's so sitting up here worried about bringing certain people over here, like um the girl was sitting up here to my all these um. African and blacks coming over here or whatever okay everybody else come over here but it seemed like as soon as they start letting in more which Indians been over here or whatever but um it seemed like when they started letting more Indians and uh everybody because because the United States is a melting pot but shoot pretty much everywhere now it's pretty much a doggone melting pot but um, it's in like as soon as they start letting more people coming over here, then you got more Indians owning hotels and Arabs own the hotels and um and and grocery stores and more, you know, all this stuff here. But it seemed like as soon as these people start taking over the the doggone businesses, the hotel businesses, car rentals, restaurants, um, hair stores, liquor stores, gas stations. It's like that's when the bullshit started coming in more in my eyes. Because when they, it's like when they gave them the money, right? For them, they gave them what? A million dollars, right? To me personally, it's not a million dollars, but if you're getting 500 and more, 500,000 um, and more, I think what they get is like 800 and something thousand dollars a year. If I'm not mistaken, and I, and I think that's pretty much about right. And one time it was like four, then they moved it up to five, and then they moved it up to eight per person. Okay, so then you stay over here for a year or two, then you bring your people over here, and then they get the same. But we we already talked about this before. So then they come over here, and then they open up these hotels, and it's just so mysterious how at their hotels you got more trafficking, you got more kidnapping, you got you know all this all this stupid shit. And I'm like, am I the only person that paid attention to this? Versus 
whenever like like I've seen hotels owned not many, but I've seen hotels owned by black people. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't all you know, not saying that it don't happen with with us or whatever, but it's very less common. You see what I'm saying? Very less common. But then when they come over here and they get this stuff, child, you got to you got to damn near fight for your life. Sometimes. And, and and it's so weird. And I'm like, but this is who y'all want to get the money to. But yet y'all scared to put the money into the black communities or give it to the black people. And then it's so crazy. And I seen another thing that commercial on TV to my stop Jew hate. Stop Jews hate. Stop Jew hate. You know, and and, and y'all know how to talk about this before. Everybody got a god dog on fun. Everybody got resp- reparations. But step out. But step us. That's weird. If you're going to do it for one, do it for all. And you know that's how I feel about that situation. So anyway. So, but the thing about this here with me about the melting pot is for us that is born here and you're an outsider coming into our company, coming into our country. How you going to come over here and try to treat us as if you are more superior than us? Make it make sense. I'm not going to come into your home and, and act like I'm more superior than you. That is a straight form of disrespect. Not only that, it's one is unwanted and it's unneeded. And it's very, um, very shallow of someone, too. You see what I'm saying? So when when you're on the phone and, you know, it's your customer, you know, customer care, you know, how, customer service, however, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or or just how, how business is done. You know, it's already barriers there. You know what I'm saying? Whether if it's language, whether if it's just an understanding, what, however, so many barriers that, that's there, right? Or whatever, but this is the thing. Like, how you gonna come in and try to act like this here is yours, or you know, or or you so doggone superior? And then it's like when I like I notice when I deal with certain companies. As soon as I get out the phone with them, and then when I realize a lot of those companies are linked back to this one company. Look, start paying attention and start googling y'all stuff, okay? Even with your emails, how you getting all these spam emails from India, how you getting all these spam emails from Indonesia, how you getting all these spam uh, emails from, you know, various parts of the world. You know what I'm saying? And not to be shady or funny, the majority of them is in India. No, I'm not saying that I have. Yeah, I do got a problem with uh, with a lot of people because it's just some foolishness. It's foolishness how how everybody else can come to America and live their doggone American dream, but the own damn Americans can't even always live their American dreams because we so damn oppressed that we don't have what we need. We can't get on the god doggone same page, and we can't even got doggone really fund our own company because it's weird. We as Americans, I'm 42. Right. I've been working since I've been what? For, I started work. I was 14 going on 15, right? At a convenience store. I was 14 going on 15. So 14 going on 15. 42, which means that I'd have worked the majority of my life. And you mean to tell me that 
I got to go through hop, skips, and ju- jumps and stuff. Why do I got to work 10 times as hard to access what should be mine, what should be available to me? And that's not being entitled. That's because my ass worked and put into that damn system. So why do I got to work 10 times as hard? Why do I got to go through the bull crap just to doggone get what's supposed to be accessible to me according to how things are supposed to be structured, you know? According to how certain laws are written, that's supposed to, well, which we know the laws that you try, yeah, we're going to leave that alone. But which, you know, how it's supposed to be constructed because my congressman said, my senator said, my legislator, my president said, you know, the bullshit that we was taught when we was in school, you know. So all these good things are told to me and then when I get grown and I'm trying to apply these things to what they are telling me when I'm young and I realize it's just a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors. It's a slap in my face when I see everybody else use what I paid for, what my mother paid for, what my father paid for, what my grandmother paid for on both sides, what my ancestors paid for on both sides that's supposed to be available to me available to me and I can't even utilize these things or I can utilize some but I don't get the full just of it the majority of my life because it's given to everybody else that's a slap in everybody's face in America that's why I made the comment about that war everybody sitting there talking about that's wrong that's wrong about the doggone war that's going on every time they have a war. Oh, that's wrong. You shouldn't say this. You, I don't care. Nobody saying that. That is some horrible stuff that is going on. And y'all already know why I stand on that. Stop stealing people land when you. You gotta let God be God, okay? That's all I got to say. You gotta let God be God. And at the end of the day. This whole earth is an ecosystem that was formed before that was formed before we were put on here. I've talked to y'all about the spiritual uh, laws. I've talked to y'all about certain things, about a lot of things. But this land was here before we were here. This land was given to certain groups of people. According to how God had planned it out. You had these people here. You had these people there. You had these people there. Even in in the Holy Bible, it talks about um, the language um, barriers in the Bible. You know, this person speaks in this tongue. This person speaks in that tongue. But did you ever notice that those people that spoke in those various tongues, they were not, they they were over here. They were over there. You know what I'm saying? They were this place. They were that place. And then came Babylon, right? Etc. Or whatever. So, yeah. So, it's like, that's just like... um like somebody coming at the at the your after what you built after what you put into and you can't even enjoy it do you know that 
if you are my age, if you are 42, and say you started working, even if you started working about, say, at the age of 20, you'd have paid over, over, believe it or not, boy, shit, you're not, you'd have paid over $100,000 into the system. You would pay way more than that. And I'm talking about just off of your paycheck alone. We're not talking about the money that you spend on your necessities and wants. All of that, right? We're not talking about the energy and the mental capacity that you had to use to get things done. So, yeah, so when I see that and I see that, um, when I see that and when I see how everybody is allowed to take, and this has nothing to do with color. If you're an American system, you paid an American uh, citizen. If you worked, you paid into the system. If you went out and bought something, even if your tear didn't work, if you got the money, you went out and bought something. You pay into that dog. You paid into the American system. You paid into it. You'd have bought. You'd have bought your. You'd have bought. You know whatever. You know. So you have something. So it's like stop shorting us, giving us, giving our resources to um, to people that didn't pay into this system. You know, I mean seriously. Did not even pay into the system at all. Stop trading our goods because, you know, this is, you know, stop trading our goods because you want to own this piece of land or you need to do business with this person because you need to be able to leverage them for whatever it is that you need to do. Stop playing with our stuff like that. Or however it is that you want to use. Just like, um, y'all, there's so much stuff I be, oh, honey. There's so much stuff I be wanting to say, honey, child, child, child. These people here, they already be on some stuff with this podcast, honey. Tell them people to shut my whole goddamn on podcast down. <laughs> so when I'm talking, I be catching myself. I be catching myself. Because it's so goddamn crazy. And I say this because even when I look like even um, in various states and stuff that I end up traveling to. When you just look at the way of life. The way of life. And I'm talking about you can sue. You can see three. Hell, you can see two people and see the difference in the way of life. Not saying that it all should be the same, but you can see draft drastic differences. And people sit up there and say, oh, it's because they chose or they did this or they did that. And I say that these are the blinded people because a lot of people think when I say the way of life or certain things that I say, like it's all financial. It's not all financial. 
it's not all financial. It's it's all of it's more so of the opportunities. Everybody at all is always saying opportunities, opportunities, and yes, a million and one opportunities, right? But just think about it. If it's a million opportunities, how many your black ass got? That's all I got to say. How many? How many can your black ass take? That's what I got to say. If it's a million, how many truthfully can you really say that you can take? Or that's afforded to you or that's allowed to you in your lifespan versus somebody else that comes in. They are they're available to take available they're available to take advantage of every of everyone. Everyone. Action reaction. So, you know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that you got to stop doing what you do. That mean that you don't mean that you got to stop uh, trying to become better. No, I think that you would be a fool. I think the goal is to try to take advantage of as many good opportunities as possible. I do. But I'm just saying that sometimes that thing is limited. It's one-sided. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So... I guess what got me on this whole spiel here, it's just, ugh, it's just, it's just, I guess it's just more so annoying and aggravating for me. Yeah, because it's just more annoying and aggravating for me. When, especially when I see other people coming to coming to the United States, which is where I was born, and then want to come over here and want to try to act like they want to shun me because I'm darker than them. That is the weirdest stuff. Like, like Joker, you know you are a, minor, a minority yourself. You know you're a minority. But yet you want to sit up here and try to shun me or try to make it hard for me. And for me being a black woman, and this, this listen, time proves this here. Time proves this here. Black women is like the most feared thing amongst women. <clears throat> and there's really no need to be feared. But it's really uh, not a reason to be feared because how I look at it, I feel like every woman, we're not the same. But at the end of the day, we are women. And, you know, I'm all for women. Women rights, women power. You know, I'm all for that in a good way. I'm all for that. You know, those women, they are my sisters. Point blank, period. They are my sisters. Every woman is my sister. But I'm saying this to say, like, with some women, like, me as a black woman, when I go to go get something done, like y'all, like the other day, I went and opened up a bank account. And for me, it's like me and them damn Spanish women, we don't get along for shit. Some of them. Now, this is this one ain't Sam. I like her. Me and her, we pretty darn cool. It's about two, maybe two or three. We're pretty cool or whatever. I like them. But some of them, when you go to go apply for things or when you're going to go do something, like this lady here tried to make it so much hell for me to open a bank account. Oh, you can't do it. Um, Do you have papers showing that you're from here? Lady, at the end of the day, I got my driver's license, social security card. 
I got other forms of ID to show that it's me. As long as I got a state ID, what's the issue? Well, I, and you're sure you were born here? Yup. Are you sure you were born here? Where were you born? You got your you got your state ID. You got your social, your social security card. So I mean, what the hell does that got to do with me? Nothing. I mean, just try to give you hell. Just try to give, just try to give me hell. And it seems like I go through that more often. I don't know with Spanish women, and I cannot understand that. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times they always love the black men, and this God on the truth is a proof of that. They always love the black men, but for the black women, child, bye. I don't know, and I get along with anybody, and I get along with everybody. You know what I'm saying? I, For the most part, I pretty much do. But it's like, if y'all could have seen how this woman put on in that bank the other day, I'm like, before a dang, for a dang on bank account, there wasn't, it wasn't nothing wrong with my credit. It wasn't nothing wrong with whatever checks that they needed. It wasn't nothing wrong with that. Passed every system. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't none of that. Oh, I had, I just needed to prove that, you know, you're United States citizens. It took another lady coming up in there and pretty much checking her. I don't know if the lady just overheard it and just so happened it was another black lady. And uh, she overheard it and she made sure she checked that lady on site. It was multiple black ladies up in there that ended up checking her. Okay. Yeah, she went on here and opened up that um, doggone account real fast. I mean, crazy, but I'd have been in situations where, you know, I'd have had issues with Hispanic women and it has been white ladies had to come up and check. Look here. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, no, we're not doing this. How about this? Since you have an issue, let me go ahead and take care of Ms. Randolph. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. Yes, that's my government last name, Randolph. Yeah. August is my Arthur's uh, name. So, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Just weird stuff. I guess it just kind of trips me out. And it's so apparent in Texas. It's so apparent in Texas. Like, the difference. And like how they sit up there. And I've seen this with my own eyes. How a lot of times they'll sit up there and try to treat other people. I've seen them treat, you know. Damn it! Every color, and it's and I'm not, and I'm talking about um, a lot of foreigners. I just seen them treat a lot of different, a lot of uh, people of different colors treat them bad. Like, but it, but you know, like they were just less than less, and I'm like, what? I hate when anybody do that. I don't care what color they are. I hate when anybody do that. Man, who the hell died and made your ass king or queen for you to be treating anybody like that? That shit just mind-blowing to me. You know, like, I'm the type of person, I don't feel like I'm better than nobody, but I'm better than a lot of situations. That's how I always look at it. But you also got to know when to got doggone roll up your sleeves and keep it pushing. Get Roll up your sleeves and get to work and keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but that whole part there is just doggone tricky.
It's just tricky. That's just like with the um with the doggone races in Columbia, South Carolina. Y'all auto and that's my hometown, Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina, y'all to be shaming y'all goddamn on self. How in the Jesus is like the clicks and that's another reason why I, that why I left South Carolina. South Carolina is so rigged. It's ridiculous. And I've said this before. And I'm quite sure pretty much everybody else is doggone, you know, pretty much rigged like that. But South Carolina, you know, is, is, is pretty doggone rigged. They're not putting the people in there that can actually work for the state. Hell, this is everywhere. Not putting the people in the offices that's going to actually doggone work for you. You know, people that I know and that I see pouring into communities, whenever the communities need something, I'm seeing them pouring into these communities. And these communities, maybe because they don't know because the president is not telling them, maybe they don't know because the homeowners associations or whoever is not telling them what the real is, but I'm seeing them picking people that ain't going to lift a finger to help their own neighborhood. In South Carolina, it's this place called Forest Drive, right? I mean, called Forest Acres. Forest Acres, right? It's off of Forest Drive, and it runs up and down, right? Sideways, all that stuff, right? Forest Acres is a community, predominantly, well, I mean, it's a mixture, but it's predominantly white, right? But either way. Um, I'd have worked with a lot of people, a lot of those people over there and for a lot of those people over there. You know what I'm saying? Good people. I like them. I have no issue with them. I always just thought that that was a nice acre, a nice area. But let me tell you about Forest Acres. I guess when uh, they was building up over there in the area. Well, I know, I guess I knew when they were building up over there in the area. A lot of it was done before I was even born as well. What they did was, okay, the city is not going to build this for us. The state is not going to build this for us. So, therefore, what Forest Acres community did, they turned their whole area into a town itself. Into a town itself. So, hey, we're going to get our streets fixed. Hey, we're going to build this up. Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. And it looks just like the town, which is what it is. It's like it's um, it's very uh, united, you know. It's very organized. Not saying that a lot of places in South Carolina isn't, but Forest Acres, what you ain't about to do is play with Forest Acres. That's what you ain't about to do. So what they did was they did, they took this community and expanded it and turned it into a town. So now you know it's it's a better area. Hey, we don't need the city money. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Or, hey, we got people in the city so we can work better to, 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 beautif- uh, to beautify, to have beautifications, to make sure that our town don't look bad. We're going to make sure we do whatever it is that we need to do to keep our town together. And it's right there in Columbia. It's a town within Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina is a whole. You know what I'm saying? And West Columbia is like what the outskirts. But but it's still in Columbia, South Carolina. But it's just West Columbia. It's just the west side of it. But anyway, but 
Um, but to have a town inside of the capital of South Carolina, that's some straight up unity. And it just makes me think, like, why a lot of communities won't do that? You know, like, why not do that? I've been saying this for the longest. Why not do that? That's that's just so smart. That's just like to me. I feel like 48. I feel like Broad River. I feel like Irmo. Why not do that? For your own, you know, for your own area. Northeast, that's a free for all. You know what I'm saying? Even though um Northeast is nice and, and it's built up and it's getting built up, but they're putting up a lot of cheaper homes. Beautiful cheaper homes. Or whatever. But it's just it's just so doggone amazing. But I'm saying that to say, okay, Forest what what was done in Forest Acres can be done pretty much almost anywhere. Almost. If if um if everybody can work together and try to get, even if you can't get it like Forest Acres, you can get it pretty much as close to it or try to get it as much close to it. You know, because um, like a lot of communities, like for hell, I stayed down 48 or whatever. And 48 needs speed, bump, speed bumps in their communities. Not many speed bumps are in the communities. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of options. You got to go to Ghana's Ferry to get uh, to get more so uh, to get more of what you need. It's things in that area. Don't get me wrong, but you got to go to Ghana's Ferry to hit the targets and you know all the things that you want to do. Starbucks, when there's a Starbucks straight on the street, forty eight or whatever. It's stuff up there and everything. But um, you got to go more so out of Ghana's fear. Why not put all um, as much as that stuff down there in 48? That ain't nothing but land. Down there in 48. Give those, give communities a shot of being able to, I guess, um, be incorporated as a town. But that would take the community pulling together because even if you stay down 48 Hopkins, such and such, do you know a lot of times that you can't even vote for the mayor of Columbia, South Carolina? Crazy, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about like the divide, like the separation. You know what I'm saying? Like how how crazy it is and how rigged it is. But the only way a lot of things is going to change is if we get the right people in there. And this is where everything that I'm talking about. This is where everything that I've talked about today. If we can get the right people in there and not the people that are saying, hey, I'm a, um, I'm an opportunist, which I think we all are opportunists in our own way. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that. Or whatever, but not to where you're willing to throw everybody under the bus just to get what you want. You get more working together than what you do working by yourself. 
you know, but a lot of times we run into these candidates. Hey, I'm going to work with about 20 different people. I'm going to work with about 5 to 10, 20 different people and companies so I can get the funding from this company, so I can get the votes that I need, hint, hint, so I can get the votes that I need, so I can get the things that I need to get in this position that I want to get into. Now, being that I'd have obligated myself, I'd have sold myself out for these companies here. Now I'm not really able to help this community or this town or these people because it would be a conflict of interest. It would be bias. And not only that, I ain't got the time to help these people because these people here that I'd have worked with, that I'm working with, that I'd have sold out to, now I got to deal with them for the rest of my life. And I'm not even able to really perform good in my communities and to the American citizens. Because I was only thinking about self. I wasn't thinking about the world as a whole, everybody as a whole. I was only thinking about me and my family. That's just like Rockefeller, right? Rockefeller, the daddy, the one who actually built the company, right? That actually built the company um, in the beginning. And then um, as he started getting older or whatever the case may be, he started, you know, giving off shares. He had uh, multiple children and he just started giving off shares to, um, what's the boy's name? Well, not the boy, his um, one of his sons, I can't think his name. I want to say junior or or, I don't know. It's one of them. Well, that son was the one that had the, uh, he had a good heart. He the one that started the, uh, the, well, his daddy was doing charity work and was giving in his older days. He started giving more to um, the people within the area and charities and orphanages, orphanage. And stuff like that as he got older. When he was younger, he was a beast. He wasn't thinking about nothing but, you know, um, making generational wealth for his family. He started out as an accountant. Well, I ain't going to say he started out as an accountant, but he was an accountant. And the way that he saw numbers is freaking amazing. You know, like he's able to put it get able to put it together like no other and that was like one of his strengths how he saw numbers how he saw business right that was one of his strengths well anyways when he got older he started doing all these good deeds and stuff like that but then he turned the company over and this is in history you can go back and look at it um he turned the company over to um his son he turned the company over to hello wait 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 yeah, but I know he ended up turning the company over to his son and oh, Rockefeller, the one, the old, the old man. I think he had multiple sons, if I'm not mistaken, or either he had one. But I know that he ended up turning the company over to his son. By the time his son turned 18, he had gave his son. No, by the time his son turned. I can't remember how the dude was. He gave him like 18% shares. And as he got older, he ended up um, 
turning more shares over to him. When he hit an old age and he knew that he couldn't um, manage the company, he only left himself with, what, $25 million and gave the rest to his son. In Rockefeller's time, it is said that back in that day, he had accumulated, what, over $400 million dollars. Before this man was what uh, child? Before he was like what seventy, whatever. No, by the time he was forty, he had accumulated um, over four hundred million dollars. And for that, back in his era, that was for one man to accomplish that. That was freaking unbelievable. But either way, he did it. But anyway, um. He turned his shares over to his son, and his son ended up building the Rockefeller Center. Now, the father did not get to see the Rockefeller Center when it was finished, but he was still alive when it was getting built. So the son, he didn't really like the business side of it. He liked it, the charity side of it, the giving side of it. Or whatever, and so on. So, you know, he passed it on to his children or whatever. Now, what made me start talking about the about the Rockefeller, um, about the Rockefeller situation? Child, I'm sitting up here, I'm talking about this, and I'm looking at something else. It's just amazing how sometimes it's just amazing, even though. Our families, we probably won't accumulate that much wealth. But how in the hell is it? Why is it that we cannot do the same? Set our families up like that. And a lot of people be like, oh, because you don't work hard enough. Or you don't do this and that. You don't do that. You don't this and that. Or this and that. Now, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. That ain't even it. That ain't even it. It's so god doggone rigged. That ain't even it. It's just so doggone rigged. It's it's just so god doggone crazy. The stuff that you got to go through. You know what I'm saying? Man, we ain't getting into that whole Illuminati, all that stuff. They all, yeah, we ain't getting to all that there. But it's just so goddamn crazy. But what a lot of people knew and didn't know, Rockefeller had politicians in his pocket as well. Just like our politicians. They're still in the Rockefeller pockets. They're still in a lot of people's doggone pockets. That's why I say... That's what made me start talking about Rockefeller too. That's why I say we got to be careful who all we decide to put to um, with our elected officials, we got to be careful with that. It's crazy. So the next time the elections come up, and and that's why a lot of people don't like to vote. They don't want to vote because we've been a voted for people who we just know we're gonna that we know gonna win, and we can come out in droves. 
And they and we can come out in droves. I'm talking about the American people. We can come out in droves and vote for somebody that we feel in our heart is so good. Or for some of us that has up close personal relationships with these people, we know how good these people are and how effective they are and how determined they are and they can't even get in because of the doggone foolishness because it's so rigged it's disheartening it's so disheartening and it's and it's crazy it's sad we can't even get the right people in there because everybody we're selling our souls and selling ourselves for a dollar and the ones with the most money, those are who run the world. That don't mean stop getting your money. Please get your money, okay? I know I need all mine, you know, but it's just it's just crazy. It just it just makes you say, shoot, are we voting in vain? Are we voting in vain? But what gets me is the people that do work with these um that's 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 part of the rigging. Hey, we're gonna get you voted in because we need you to work for us. Instead of them realizing somebody else coming along with a higher price, somebody else somebody else is coming along willing to do more and pay more for that same person that you just bought. And what you think they're gonna do for you? They could be honorable and still work with you and work with that person. They could. But ultimately it's like when do if it's like when do we all get on the same page? Hey, we need to be helping each other and not just worried about self. We need to work and help each other. And I say that to say this. That when me saying working and working to help each other, yeah, that is a good thing. I'm talking about if you are an American citizen, work together and help each other. All that other stuff going on in the other countries, America need to stay out of that. That ain't got nothing to do with us. I'm still stuck on stop taking our money. How you sending trillions? Every every time a war break out, y'all sending trillions over there like we don't need them trillions of dollars over here. We can't even got doggone get our minimum wage up to about twenty thirty dollars per hour because we so busy minding other people's business. We so busy giving out the American dollars that we done earned to other countries. We can't even take care of ourselves. We can't even give all that money that everybody put into America. In any other country had access to that type of money or had the resources that we have, that minimum wage would be about $100 or more an hour because it's billions of dollars. Every year, America, see, billions in resources, multiple, triple billions in resources. And we can't sow that into the people that, into the American people that sold it into the United States. That's weird. We ain't even got free schooling. 
all the money that everybody has put in, and you mean to tell me we still got to pay for school? I just always thought that that was stupid and so damn backwards. But the reason why we got to pay for school is to draw a line in the class. That's all it is. It's classifications. That's all it is. We're going to charge y'all for school because we know everybody can't afford this here. Everybody ain't going to be able to afford this, so everybody in their families can't go to college because it's too expensive. Somebody, one or more people going to have to work just to send this one person to college. If they go, read. It's just, it's just freaking, it's just freaking, I don't know. And I'm not saying that I hate America. I'm from America. Born and raised. Don't get me wrong. I love life. But I'm just sitting up here. Just, just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing to me. I don't get it. And I'm speaking from my aspect. And I'm free speaking from. Is from a, a, from a woman's standpoint. From a black woman's standpoint. From a woman who's been. Who's lived in underprivileged. Neighborhoods. Communities. From a woman who's had her fair share of unfairness. From a woman who's had her share of discrimination. You know, do you know that I haven't even got my 2021 tax check because a sister at a bank, when it was deposited into my account, she sent it back to me. She thought it was a damn fraud. Fraudulent check. How the hell is this a fraudulent check from the IRS coming into my bank account? Stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Stupid. Crazy shit. Oh my God. I did 44 and some change today. Anyways, that's my rant of the day, I guess. I don't know. But I'm just, hey, if you know some tips and stuff like that or whatever, or your thoughts on this whole conversation, email me. Preservation of one, the number one at Outlook.com. Shoot me a text, 803-602-4787. And let me tell you now, you call me talking junk, honey. I Sometimes I go low. I prefer to go high, but sometimes I do go low. So don't, don't, don't text me with the madness, honey. My response is going to be jaw-dropping sometimes. I'm telling you now. Preservation of one at Alexandria August. Uh uh-uh. preservation preservation of one at outlook dot com and takes me at eight oh three six zero two what is it forty seven eighty seven either way it's up on my thing and don't forget to go get a copy of my book A Conversation with Alexandria August. This is Alexandria August, thank you.